good, but this is church time. This is God's time. We're ready for you, Lord, and we open our hearts this morning. We say thank you for what you've done for us in Jesus. And this morning, would you pour out your spirit in great, great, great measure, more than we've ever seen before, as we look to him and gather around him, that we would be changed and bring him honor and glory as he sends us into the world. We open our hearts, and even as we stand with one another, we stand in this day and age to say, we believe you, Lord, we're here for you, we trust in you, and we thank you for everything you are and everything you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Why don't you give the person with you a high five, grab a seat. Awesome. And Sarah, can I join? And if we just do that, then it's not weird and everybody knows where they're standing. Is that all right? So Father, thank you for what you're doing with Kingdom Family Communities. We pray that they would not only be a place where everyone can find where they're meant to be, but as we've heard this morning, that your kingdom would pour in and you would send us from those communities confident, equipped, and ready to shine you in the world. We pray this in your name. Amen. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you so much. Guys, I'll tell you, welcome. Just press through. Find a seat if you can. If you've got a seat next to you, just wave a hand and we can just catch those. Um, fantastic. Um, just, yeah, just wave a hand if you've got a spare seat. Do press through and we can try and make, make room uh, for everybody. If you've got children and youth, um, in a few minutes a sign will come up and they'll go out with their teams. The kids' team wear red t-shirts um, and they, you'll be notified when to collect them later in the service. Can I just ask you a question? Are you ready for God this morning? Can I encourage you with a testimony? Um, and uh, it came through this week, um, just of God breaking into people's lives. We might have a visual aid on the screen for all you teachers who think that we're too oral. Uh, yeah, here we go. Um, so this is from one of our congregation who went to see his doctor and he's had various heart and vascular problems and was due to be scheduled for an operation. And because of that, his, uh, he's not been able to walk very far. His physical exercise has been hindered. Anyway, he, he went to see his doctor. That, this letter, I'm sure you can't see it, but it's genuine. It's from Guy's and St. Thomas's um, proper hospital. Um, the letter says this. Dear, this is Mark Austin. He's one of the congregation of Washington. Uh, 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 referring to Mark Austin. I received Mr. Austin in clinic today, who I'm delighted to say is doing really well. His symptoms have improved dramatically over the last few months, and he feels this is the consequence of an act of prayer system in his local church. <laughs> Isn't that great? An act of prayer system in his local church with multiple members praying for him. He has noticed a significant improvement in his exercise tolerance and symptomatically his arm is much, much better and in fact comparable to the other side. As such, therefore, given this dramatic improvement in his symptoms, I do not think we need to consider intervention at this stage. And I've suggested to Mark we can keep him on in watchful wait, surveillance, and I'll see him again in six months' time to see how he's doing. Isn't that great? So we're here gathered around Jesus, who's with us by his spirit, who came to bind up the brokenhearted, to open blind eyes,
to, to see the lame leap for joy in his presence, to see those with despairing spirits clothed with the oil of gladness. So why don't we stand to our feet and give him our hearts afresh this morning as we gather to get together around him. Why don't we quietly just say to the Lord this morning, wherever we're coming from, Lord, I'm ready for you this morning. I hold nothing back, Lord. I open my heart to you. It sounded like a sort of West End show. Sort of. <laughs> Now's the time for the dry ice, guys. <laughs> I hold nothing back, Lord. And I want to say, let your kingdom come and your will be done in my life and in this church, in these communities, in my work, in my family, in my household. Hallowed be your name, Father. May your kingdom come, not on my terms, on your terms. May your kingdom come and your will be done. I turn away from me at the center of my life and I turn to enthrone you as my Lord and King again this morning. And we say, Lord Jesus, we honor you in this place. We say you're the real King of the world. Where you are manifest, where you're reigning, there is life in all its abundance. And we say, let that reign, let that, let that kingdom break in afresh this morning. Come by your Holy Spirit, fill this church, charge this church with your life, that we would really see who you are, behold your goodness, and bring you honor and praise in response for your majesty and your splendor. We honor you in this place. We give you everything, Lord. And we pray over young and old and those in the middle today. Would we be changed as we behold you? Not simply for, a, for an encounter with you, but that we would really know you. That we'd really press in and touch your heart this morning. And as we would see you in your majesty, would you change us that we would become more like Father, we want to pray that the church would arise. We want to pray over ourselves. We want to pray over Ashington and Washington and Whiston. Father, we want to commit this county to you. We know that this is a precious region in your heart, Father. And so we just want to pray for the church. Would you arise, 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 arise and shine for your glory has come. And we just want to pray, Lord, let, let your kingdom come and your will be done in our country, Lord. Father, thank you that you've raised up in the past churches and sent them from this nation around the nations of the world and beyond. Father, you've raised up missionaries to go to the nations of the world. But Lord, we just want to pray in the name of Jesus, would you send revival to this country? Lord, we cannot go on without you. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us a new earthly monarch. And we just want to say, Lord, let you arise, Lord. Let your throne be established in this country. Would you awaken hearts and minds to see you, Lord Jesus, to behold you, to bow the knee. Would you remove the veil of, that blinds the minds of the unbelievers to, to the truth of who you are, Lord? Would you arise? And Lord, we're longing for you, Lord. We're longing for you. Lord, we're longing for you. Lord, we're, we're praying on behalf of our country and all those who don't know you, all those who've fallen away. We're longing for you to break in. We're longing for you to break in. And Lord, we just say, use us, Lord. Use us, use us, Lord. Lord, we're saying, use us, send us, Lord, send us. Let the gospel go forth through my life, through your life. Let the gospel go forth and let it bear fruit, fruit that will last in the name of Jesus. Lord, make us ready. 
want to be ready, Lord. Lord, we will give you no rest until you arise and go to your dwelling place that the souls of your feet may rest in this place and never leave. That this country might be turned around. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I want to pray a special blessing on those called to pray this into being. Just if that's you, just put a hand on your tummy. For those who are called to birth in the place of intercession, the next era of God's kingdom in this country. If that's you, just put your hand on your tummy. Maybe it should be all of us. <laughs> I thank you, Lord, that we're a king, kingdom of priests called to stand in the gap. And Lord, we stand in the gap. And I just want to pray over our church that you would take us higher and teach us further how to pray into being, how to see in the spirit realm the things that you purpose for this nation, for these communities, for our church, birthed into being. And I just bless now everyone who is called to pray, everyone who's called to intercede, everyone who's called to stand in the gap, everyone who's called to, to pull down heaven and to see it become reality on the earth. I just pray that you would call forth, appoint, anoint, and encourage, and would you feed with revelation from heaven the things that you want us to pray. Deep groanings, deep groanings, that only the Spirit knows, but the deep things of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I just want to do um, two other things. I just want to pray if we were all being on it. I just wonder whether there's some of us here just we're not quite we're not quite there and we've got some stuff going on in our lives and it's all right because Jesus knows the Father loves you and the good news is he's the best person at dealing with the crap of life. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have said that word. The stuff of life. So I just want I just want to say I just want to I just want to ask John in a minute. I just want him to play a prophetic wake-up call. You know, I've spent too long in my life just slumbering spiritually, and I just want to be alert and ready for all God has. So I just want to say, if that's you, I, I would just love you now just to stand and just put your hand over your heart. And I'm just going to ask John when he's ready, when he hears what heaven is saying, just to, just to sound a wake-up call in the Spirit. And, that, and what's going to happen is that any stuff that the enemy wants to discourage or twist your life up with is going to be broken off. And any of the sin that so easily entangles, the power of that is going to be broken off. And you're going to be released to be alert and awake and to rise up from slumber and to serve the Lord in fullness of heart. Is that all right? So John, don't go too quickly. You wait on the Lord, but just when you're ready. <laughs> He's such a good man, isn't he? <laughs> And Father, I thank you that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. I thank you that 2,000 years ago you cancelled guilt. But you also released a commission for us to be tasked with being your body here on earth. Mobilised and equipped, alert and awake, ready for all that you have in store. So make us ready, Lord. We want to be like the wise virgins who purchased oil at a time where others weren't, who purchased the oil of intimacy and anointing 
and authority and presence from, from being with you, from going to your heart. And I pray that you would wake every one of us up. And I just want to pray a, a declaration over our church now that none would be left behind in this season of what God is doing. And I just speak to all those that are not here, any members of our families who are not where we know that they should be in the Lord, that right now, even as this trumpet goes out, that you would be moving stuff and you'd be calling them back into their true destiny in you. And Father, I thank you for what what you've given us and uh, I pray you get us all ready. That would be shoulder to shoulder, one in heart and mind, marching together as we've already been led in this morning. And if you agree with those prayers, then say with me, Amen. invitation and courage and fire into the men in this church to be giants on their knees I release faith and courage right now to pray the big promises of God into being break off timidity I say arise now arise thank you Jesus thank you Jesus even as we do that we're hearing um, a testimony the healing center team is not from our church but um, someone shared it that there was a pastor being diagnosed with leukemia and uh, some of his team prayed for him. I think that these details are as accurate as I can remember. Uh, he was prayed for and the Holy Spirit came down and filled him with joy. And when he went in for his next treatment, they found that he had no more symptoms. Everything was clear. Every test showed that it had been, it had been healed. The power of the presence of God and the joy of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Do you know the Lord's doing so much amongst us at the moment? That, and we just want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for how you're forming us into the church you want us to be. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. I just want to say if, you, if you're new with us, we, do, we, we love to make so much space for the Lord. If you're not used to wild dancing, wild joy and all of that stuff, I've spent too long in my life being inhibited by what people would think or what's proper and good. Um, we just want to be passionate like King David, passionate about Jesus. 
And um, so I just want to explain that um, to you. And I think what the Lord's going to be teaching us is, is just gathering around His presence, knowing how together to move with what He's doing. And so I just want to encourage you just, it's a retraining of our hearts and minds to not just check out and not go on autopilot, but just to continue just, I, what I do when, when we have moments like this, I'm like, Lord, just show me who you are. Lord, I want to see you, I want to know you, I want to hear you. And just pray those sorts of prayers in moments like that. And um, we'll all learn together. It's good. Okay. Don't have to if you're an introvert and you hate physical touch. That's totally fine. But if you can manage a bear hug, why don't you give the person next to you a big old bear hug and just tell them that, do you know, you're the father's favorite. You're the father's favorite. And, and can I also just say, if, if you've sort of been part of a church which, you know, it's, you know, it's like I think every church on planet Earth is like, oh, we want more of you, Lord. And then when he comes, most churches freak out. So it's just, we're going to turn the microphones up. If someone needs to giggle for the next half an hour or so, then you crack on and do it. Um, as long as you're not distracting everybody from what's going on, but just you giggle and collapse in a heap if you like, that's absolutely fine. And if, you, if you're worried when someone goes, whoa, does that, can you imagine if the creator of the universe moved in? Well, let me say, if you've become a Christian, he has moved in. But he's much bigger than you are, so sometimes that causes us to go, ah, woo, ah. And if you don't do that, don't worry, because you need to be you before the Lord, but don't worry about somebody else who is being them before the Lord. Is that all right? Good. Um, we've, we've got something going round, and um, are you, are you right, everybody, just grab your handbrake. You ready? because we're going at like 120 miles an hour on a German autobahn or something. Um, we're just going to pull the handbrake and seam seamlessly pivot into something completely different. Okay, are you ready? But it's the same God and the same presence and it's all good. So the PCC would love to bring you an update. And so Simon the Legend Smith, one of our church wardens, there he is, here he is. Um, so the PCC have got a little, little update card going around for you, and Simon's going to talk about that in just a few moments' time. I think that's going round. Um, he would probably say, as any good teacher would, please don't read it through and keep your eyes on him until he asks you to. Um, and we'll mic him up um, as we do that. Yeah. Wow. And on top of that, we get to talk about money. Um, but before we do, I, I, it was, I was standing on my chair there and I was thinking, oh, I was a great joke here about James Peterson. I'm, I think I'm as tall as James now. That's, this must be what it's like, at, living, at, living at his altitude. Um, but then I, then I was reminded of um, a sermon I heard many years ago. And it was about this, the spiritual altitude in which God calls us to live. And they were talking through, you know, the clouds are coming, we're seeing these dark, oppressive clouds, and we live under these clouds. But if we go through the clouds with, with an inch turbulence, and we're getting thrown around like Captain Tom is flying us, and then we get above the clouds, and we're not under those clouds, we're not under that oppression, we're not experiencing all the turbulence, 
And not only that, we can see. When you're in the clouds, you can't see a thing. And basically the sermon was, that's where God is calling us. In the spiritual realms, that is the altitude that God is calling us. And particularly in this current exciting economic climate, just encourage you to get in that place with God. And that's where we operate from. So, <clears throat> those of you who've been around long enough will know that twice a year, spring and autumn, we, we get to talk to you about, um, about the finances, um, and I'm here to represent the PCC. I'm not sure how many members there are this morning, but there were so many at the night, I thought, I've got to be really careful what I'll say <laughs> as to whether I'm actually representing what we discussed. So, Matt's still here, so I'll apologise again, and Mark. This is a representation, it's not a, not a word for word, but I hope it's it's expressing our heart in it and also my journey in it. Uh, and it's Kate here, Kate Dean. Yay, great. So Kate's going to come up and lead us. In... Do you want to come up now? Do you want to come and sit here now? And then I feel supported. <laughs> and then Kate's going to lead us in prayer at, at the end. <clears throat> so we're going to update you on the, on the headlines and, and where, we are, where we're at and what we feel the Lord is saying. Um, but before I do, I want to share a couple of personal testimonies. One that we're through, and one that we are right in the thick, in, thick of. But before I do that, I'm going to get James's favourite invention, the kick across the church chilli bottle. Um, so many years ago, our son had just started secondary school and was not doing well. And that would be an understatement. He really, really was not doing well. And... We looked at what the options were, and the only option really was to pull him out and send him to this little private school that was, had a Christian headmistress, it was very pastoral, we just knew that that would be the right environment, but there's no way we could afford it. Um, every spare penny we had, we were sending our youngest to the same school actually, because it specialises in dyslexia, so that's what she needed. And we were weighing this, and then a friend spoke to Sam, and then felt it so urgent, she rang me when I was travelling back from somewhere on business. And she said, I believe, I believe the Lord is saying, you know what you need to do, do it now, I will write the cheque. It was as simple as that. So we knew exactly what that meant. So we put the wheels in motion, we went, we took our son to this, see the school, and this was, this was the boy who was head down, low self-esteem, wouldn't look anyone in the eye, and he looked straight in the eye of the headmistress. He totally engaged with her, she wanted him to do a, an entrance exam. He said, I'll do it now. Yeah. Okay, who's this child? Where's my, where's my son gone? He passed that, and then she said, and we'd be good if you did a, a practice day here. Can I do it now? Can I stay? And it was just like, it was just seeing this miracle unfold before us. Uh, and then she said, and do you want to start on Monday then? This is on the Thursday. And he, he paused and said, actually, I'd like to go back to my old school on the Monday and say goodbye to people. This is the school that was, he was being terrorised at, frankly. But he went back and then he started on the Tuesday. So there we are on the Thursday, we just committed. We don't know where the money's coming from, but we know God said, I'll write a cheque. And literally, I think it was two days later, someone contacted us and said, we've got this money, we're about to spend it on the house, and we believe the Lord's saying we need to give it to you. And it was a whole year's worth of fees. Wow. So praise God. And the next one is the one we're in the middle of. So when, when we felt, God say, to move down here, 
I, I figured we'd be downsizing, put some cash in the bank, you know, nice little nest egg. That's my security pot over here. And actually, when it came to move, the only house available in this locality was far bigger than we thought, far more than we thought, and was a wreck. Well, not a wreck, but anyone's been there. It needs completely modernising. It's built in the 80s and nothing's changed since. And, and what we feel God has said, in fact, it was um, Dan's mum said to us when we moved, so what is the Lord saying to you about this house? What's the plan for the house? Good question. I thought about that. So we did. We prayed. And what we feel, all we feel God's saying is get it ready. Get ready. And get ready, as far as we know, what that looks like is preparing that house for whatever God is going to do in it. You know, we're preparing a big space for, for, for people to gather. We're preparing a room for someone to live in. Uh, we don't know what that's going to look like yet. Uh, we are... I'll just tell you a little bit about me. I'm the guy that has an 11-year cash flow forecast, okay? <laughs> Spreadsheet. I'm the guy who likes to know where's the money coming from, where's it going to be spent, and what position we're going to be at the end of it. And a, a Christian accountant friend of mine said, tell you what, why don't you delete years 3 to 11 and give God some space? <laughs> I, I, I hid I the rose. <laughs> that was my compromise. So I am the guy that likes to know where it's coming from. And this is scaring me because this pot is getting, is getting smaller and smaller and smaller and we're doing what we feel God has said. Get ready. Get the house ready. So that's what we're doing. So that brings me on to the PCC meeting. Uh, and, and I'm going to tell this from the context of what my journey in it has been. Um, because we have, before we had PCC, we have a standing committee meeting and before that, a couple of church wardens met to discuss it. In that meeting, I was the 11-year forecast uh, guy, and my approach to when we were looking at the budget was, well, we haven't got enough money, we can't afford to do this, we're going to have to compromise, we're going to have to cut that. That was my approach. When we then went in the next meeting, I just felt God say, you're asking the wrong question. The, the question is, what am I asking you to do? And all of a sudden, it was like this dollop of faith was deposited. And poor old Anthony Ray is sitting there, like, listening to me. That's not, that's not the conversation I thought we were going to have. That's not what you said in the practice. But I just felt that's what God was saying. It's not about how much money have you got. It's what am I asking you to do? Then the budget will reflect that. Um, <clears throat> so before the PCC, were, we were all asked to spend some time fasting and praying, which we did. And I do want to say that Within the PCC, we have the most amazing people. We've got business people, we've got financial people, and thankfully, we also have pastoral people who ask all the right questions. Uh, and it's that whole mix that we, that with which we, we discuss things, we pray, we make decisions. But the most important thing is, is we're trying to hear God. What is it, God, that you are saying? What is the Holy Spirit saying to us? This vision of 2033 is looking back on what God has done, but what has to happen in order to get us there. So that is the context in which um, we meet, we discuss, and we pray. And this message is being said in similar words at all the congregations this morning. So it would be different flavours to it. But it's amazing that there are five full congregations that God is at work in. So, back to the PCC. Um, so we were reminded of the 2033 vision and we were reminded what do we need to do then, what do we need to put in place um, for that and what we felt has been summarised on the card that you've um, 
been had handed out, hopefully you've all got. Is it if no one's has if anyone's not got, can you put your hand up and hopefully someone will bring one to you? So first and foremost is investing in the hardship fund. I've only been on the PCC a few months really. I am the new boy. Um, but I have I am I'm surprised at the frequency of requests of people in in our church community, uh, the frequency and the size of um, financial support that people need and we are seeing this pot go down and then all of a sudden gifts come in and we give that way and then gifts come in but that's just scratching the surface probably within our church community and our passion and desires we want to give it out there we want to we want to demonstrate God's love out there so priority number one we want to invest in the hardship fund so we can give more away second is strengthening the clergy team so we're looking to recruit an associate vicar. Uh, the third is supporting the strategic development of new ministry. So God's at work amongst us. There's loads of stuff going on, but that ain't it. There's, there's, there's more. There's plenty more that God's got for us to do. So investing in what is that God and what does that look like and how do we put that together. Uh, and, and boy, have we got an amazing worship team. Amazing. Not just here. I haven't yet ventured through the woods to, to Buncton, but I have been to Washington, an awesome worship there as well. But we want to invest in worship. So back to me and my business head. I look at the current economic climate, I look at the numbers on the spreadsheet, and I think, this, this is a crazy budget, and yet this is what we feel the Lord's saying. This is what we need to do. This is our job, to put things in place so that he can do what he's going to do. So, what we are inviting you all to do is to, to partner with us, to join us in that journey of faith. Uh, and what that looks like is we need the regular giving, so not one-off gifts, but the regular giving, we need it to increase by 90,000 a year as soon as possible so that we can get cracking and, and get these, these people in position. And it's all about enabling us to do what we feel God's saying, put in place so that he can do what he's going to do. So in practical terms, um, we're asking you all to seek the Lord over the next four weeks um, as to what he's asking you to do. Um, then on the 6th of November, we're going to ask if you can return the pledge forms. And what really helpful for us, spreadsheet guys in the PCC, if you're not going to be here, if you can get this to us, so hand it at the office or... Send an email to someone just so we know and we can, we can factor that in. That would be really appreciated. And then, once we have received it, we will then look at the budget. So we're not being reckless about this. We're, we're sensing what we think the Lord's saying. We're going for it in faith. We're asking you to partner with us. And then we'll commit and we'll press the button and see what the Lord has done. Um, and also... To, Please know that only the treasurer, that's Mark Barra, only he knows who gives what. We, none of us know any of that. We see the bottom line number, but we've not, no idea what that, what that's, who's giving it and what that's made up of. Now, we're also extremely aware that the climate we're in and how that might look and feel for a lot of people. Um, and so, that please, there is no pressure, there's no condemnation, there's no shame. If you can't give, 
that's fine. If you can't give any more, that's fine. All we're asking is, seek the Lord, what's he saying to you, and what does that look like for you? And, and if you're not able to give, or give, give, if you are giving and not able to give more, please pray. Pray that God releases the finances so that we can crack on and, and do what we think he's saying to do. You know, the, we know from the widow's might, she didn't know much, but look how God used it. So the final thing is, I'm just going to read you a bit of a story. So this is uh, Numbers 13 to 14, when the spies went into the land. And I'm, I'm reading it from the message, because it's fun language. So God said to Moses, send men, men out to scout out the country of Canaan that I'm giving to the people of Israel. Send one man from each ancestral tribe, each one a tried and true leader of the tribe. So when Moses sent them out to scout the land, he said, go up through the Negev into the hill country, look, over, look the land over, see what it's like, assess the people, are they strong or weak, are there few or are there many, observe the land, is it pleasant or harsh, describe the towns where they live, are there open camps or fortified walls, and the soil, is it fertile, is it barren, are there forests, and try and bring back a sample of the produce that grows there, this is the season for the, the first ripe grapes. So from that I see they're not going in blind and stupid, they're actually going in intelligently, they're scoping it out, they're reporting it back. So they're planning. With that, they went on their way. It all goes wrong from here. When they arrived in the Eshel Valley, they cut off a branch of a, a single cluster of grapes and it took two men to carry it, slung on a pole. After 40 days of scouting out the land, they returned home and they presented themselves before Moses and Aaron and the whole congregation of the people of Israel, which is really what Cain and I are doing. We're presenting all of these to you, the congregation. They reported to the whole congregation and showed them the fruit of the land, and they told the story of their trip. They went, we went into the land which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Just look at this fruit. The only thing is that the people that live there, they're fierce, their cities are huge, and they're well fortified. Worse yet, we saw descendants of the giant Anak, and the Amalekites are spread out in the Negev. The Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, they hold the hill country, and the Canaanites are established on the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan. Ooh. And then Caleb says, let's go and take the land. Let's do it now, <laughs> says James T. Cass. I mean, Caleb. <laughs> but then the other said, we can't attack those people. They're way stronger than we are. They spread scary rumors amongst the people of Israel. They said, we scouted the land from one end to the other, and it's a land that swallows people up whole. Everybody we saw was huge. Why, we even saw the Nephilim giants. Alongside them, we felt like grasshoppers, and they looked down on us like we were grasshoppers. The whole community was in uproar, waiting all night, wailing all night long. All the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The entire community was on it. Why didn't we just die in Egypt or in the wilderness? Why has God brought us into this country to kill us? Our wives and children are now going to become plunder. Why don't we just head back to Egypt? Let's do it now. And soon they were all saying to one another, let's pick a new leader. Let's head back to Egypt. And Moses and Aaron fell on their faces in front of the entire community, gathered in an emergency session. Wouldn't you be? Joshua and Caleb members of the scouting party, they ripped their clothes and addressed the assembled people of Israel. The land we walked through and scouted out is a good land. It is very good indeed. If God is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land that flows, as you say, with milk and honey, and he'll give it to us. Just don't rebel against God and don't be afraid of those people. Why, we'll have them for lunch. 
They have no protection, and God is on our side. Don't be afraid of them. Their response, they're all up in arms now. An entire community was talking about hurling stones at them. So, first of all, please don't hurl stones at me and Kate, or any other members of the PCC. And lastly, how are we going to react when we look over into our promised land? Are we going to just report back on the giants, or are we going to report back on the giant fruit? So, Kate, if you're ready, James, if you can just lead us in prayer. Just before she does that, if there are any questions, now, later, in the week, please grab us or one of the PCC or send us an email. If you find out our Changton Free email, it's, it's the first name, dot surname, at changtonfree.org.uk. Okay, let's pray. Holy Spirit, we welcome you immediately. Uh, we thank you that you've been here, that when we hear new information and when we hear challenging information and when we hear financial information, it so, uh, so often happens with us that we, we run in to our place of retreat and shut the door. And we want to, before we process on our own, we want to invite you completely into each one of us so that our own natural, as Simon's been describing about what happened in numbers, our own natural processing. Before we do that, we release ourselves to you, we yield to you. Lord, we acknowledge that we, each one of us, is your beloved child, you are Abba, you are our beloved Heavenly Father to whom we belong. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that it's your blood that was shed to bring us into relationship with you. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you've taken up residence inside every one of us. We thank you also, Lord, and acknowledge completely here before you that while we are individuals, we are your body. We are individual people that together make up a body. So we come before you now, humbly, asking you and thanking you that you will guide each of us as individuals and you will guide us as your body. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for the truth that we release over ourselves now from John 16, also in the message that the Lord Jesus Christ has sent his spirit to us. And you, Holy Spirit, take us by the hand and guide us into all the truth there is. So I wonder if now, if we could all just clench our fists really, really tightly. And then as I pray this next bit and we open our hands, it's symbolic that we are willing and looking to the Lord Jesus Christ, to, to, to Abba and to the Holy Spirit, to take us. So thank you, thank you, Holy Spirit. As we release our hands now, signifying everything that we are holding on tightly to. We've been speaking about finances, so specifically related to that now, but not excluding anything else. And we thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have said to, to your Holy Spirit, go to this person, go to that person. Thank you, Lord. And thank you, Holy Spirit, that you take us by our hand. So I wonder if now, I haven't got any hands left, so I can't do it, but I wonder if you could take, open your hands and just hold it up very slightly, just to signify that we are, we are submitting to that truth, that the Holy Spirit takes us by the hand and he guides us. He doesn't lead us, which can, he does lead us, but guiding implies 
that there's complete trust and we're never going to be shoved where we don't want to go. So we praise you, Holy Spirit, that you take each of us as individuals and you take us, all the congregations of Chanctonbury Church, you take us by the hand regarding the financial situation that's in front of us and you guide us into all the truth there is. Thank you that you will speak to us and Lord, we choose to be obedient to whatever you say to each of us. And so now, Lord, we submit, we join together, each one of us, precious, beloved, more than we could begin to imagine. And then, as your body, a whole host of precious, beloved children becoming and being the body of Christ. And we submit to you the words, under the words of Psalm 25, 4 to 5. Show me, that's each of us, and show us your ways, O Lord, regarding this situation Show us your ways, O oh Lord. Teach us your paths. Guide us in your truth and teach us. Thank you, Lord, that you will use this opportunity to teach every one of us to listen for you, to walk closely with what you say, to be obedient to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you love us. It's not about how we do in this. It depends on how you love us. We trust you and we learn to grow in trust for finances. So in the name and authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. We speak release of all the finances that are needed over the entirety of Chanctuary Church. We speak release of the kingdom of heaven over the finances of Chanctuary Church. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you so much. Should we just hear it for these two? Yeah, thank you. I just... <laughs> 